You are listening to Zen Songs. My name is Zach. My name is Eli. Today we are going to be taking apart one of John Prine's latest releases from 2018, Summer's End. A great song. So at this point we invite you to listen to the song and then join us for a little conversation afterwards. Alright folks, that was Summer's End from John Prine's uh, 2018 release, The Tree of Forgiveness. An achingly beautiful song. It's There's so much to be said about this song. I guess a good place to start would be, Zach, when you hear this song, what is your primary emotion? Is it multiple or does it make you think of childhood or what's going through your mind? That's a great question, Eli. Honestly, I think this song presents, you know, a mixed state of, of mind. You know, I think it presents... You know, summer is usually filled with activity and, you know, the blooming of, of flowers and, you know, the weather is nice. Hmm. At the same time, the ending of that usually comes with some melancholy and, and sadness. So I'd say, you know, on the whole, I'm left with more optimism and, you know, looking forward to the future. But I think, you know, with John Prine, knowing more about his career and you know this was the last album before he passed away that Mm -hmm. he produced so there's a lot going on but yeah I would say mostly a mix of melancholy and hopefulness yeah and to your point I mean I totally agree I hear that too in the actual melody like in the verse melody it sort of starts very innocent to me like very major and innocent. And then at the end of that phrase, he goes, dun, dun, dun. and that really strikes me as kind of like a very tensiony note. Dun, dun, dun. And so it's like, even in the first phrase of this melody, you have like this straddling of what's very innocent and then what, what might be a bit darker stuff that you sort of grow into as you get older. Yeah, that's what's made him... I think such a legend is his ability to, you know, distill some of these messages about life and loss and and love and into these songs that, you know, are just him and the guitar and, and you know, lyrics that he's been ruminating on probably for, for months. Yeah, it's very pure. He, he just sounds like a very pure artist. He's, like he has yeah. no intention other than to just get a point across. Yeah. Do you think his his songwriting process is unique from other folk or country musicians, or or do you know much about? Um, you know, we, we learned a little bit from this uh, podcast interview from 2018 um, that he recorded most of this record in a hotel suite. Uh, with just boxes of old lyrics and a few guitars by his side at, you know, midnight or 2 a.m. Um, so is that, you know, a technique that's common? Which is so cool that he did that. Yeah, in his 70s. <laughs> in his 70s, still compelled to make an amazing album. I mean, I think he definitely comes from the tradition of, like, folk and I even hear some country for sure. I mean, it's a very, like, lyric-driven tradition. Yeah, the album, the same interview, he talked about Chris Christopherson, 
being the kind of influencer mentor that kind of signed him when he was playing open mics. Um, but yeah, he started his own label in Nashville and, um, yeah. What would you say, you know, the lyrical content or the, you know, his ability to kind of tell these stories that are often nonsensical or childish to some people, you know, might drag on. Some of these songs to me felt like slow and kind of hard to kind of maintain your your focus. So, yeah. so what do you think is his best, you know, or most talent-driven aspect of his his music? I mean, I think it's a good question. For me, something that that sticks out is he's able to like give a lot of weight to otherwise mundane sort of images. Like I think in the first verse of Summer's End, he talks about the the towels just drying or just drying. You know, it's just like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, like the average person will see like a towel or a bathing suit drying and won't yeah. think twice about it. But when you think a little deeper on it, it's like maybe there, there's been like all this activity in the summer and then what's left of it is just like this wet bathing suit that used to be having fun in the water. It's just like mm. drying on a line. So it's like, I think there's a lot of beauty in, in finding meaning in things that aren't like, you know, clearly very meaningful. And he's so good at that. And I think like in this podcast that we were just listening to, when he was starting out, people would send him checks, right, for the for records that he hadn't even written yet because they were just like, I don't even care what your next record is, I want it. So he would fund his next records with checks from his fans that knew that they wanted the record that hadn't been written yet. Yeah, that's, which that's is not really crazy. That's <laughs> not happening these days. And Another thing that I know we, we were, me and you, we just listened to the whole record just before this to sort of like catch up on it and just listen to it together. This idea that like he doesn't need to um, get across his entire worldview in every song. Like he's very confident is the word you used. And I think part of that confidence lies in the fact that he can just say one point of view in one song For and sure. then maybe contradict that point of view in another but both kind of can yeah. be strong on their own. Like, and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, no, I think his overall, you know, most of his music was, let's say, made in the 70s and the 80s. So I think back then, you know, simpler times for lots of reasons. But yeah, I think... You know, the reason we seek out music as listeners is usually to kind of attach ourselves or, you know, consume some sort of experience or feeling that we're missing or we're hoping to laugh or cry or, or have some reaction to it. And he's kind of, you know, has that innocence or that feeling you know, easily accessible. Yeah, that's a great point. What about what about this song do you feel like connects so well with people? Because this is one of the most uh, popular songs from this last record. Yeah, I, would, I mean, like you said, his, his melodies are, you know, enticing while simple. They 
they present kind of this trajectory. So I'd say, yeah, the, the melodies are represent this idea of summer's end so that there's summer, you know, it's, it's a mm. bittersweet moment that you kind of have in, in your time with the song. I think your use of the word trajectory is really good because his melodies are crafted in such a way that it's always setting up the next line. And I think that's what really gives the song like this momentum. And it's like, you almost know what the next like, exactly. song is going to, because it's so, yeah. It's exactly. And you just like, you just want to hear it because yeah. like, you have an idea of what it might be. It's like, he gives you just enough where you're like, oh, I, yeah. I want it to resolve. So I wonder who do you think are his influences? Like I know I mentioned Chris Christopherson and people have compared him to like Bob Dylan. And, um, but do you think, you know, what maintains his, you know, what do you think he's listening to when he's kind of trying to find that inspiration? Do you think he's... I mean, this would be a guess. That? Yeah. This is, I, I'm a guy who's just discovered John Prine like a year ago. So I'm, I'm playing catch up at this point, but... I definitely hear Bob Dylan more than more than what I hear are are his influences. I'm hearing who I think took took, took from stuff. him. Yeah, yeah, that's because, a good point. Because yeah, like the melodies are just amazing. I mean, like if he's you contemporaries with Bob Dylan, so he's yeah, he's was right. 73 this past year when he passed away. So he's been making music since the early 70s, and clearly the people that are performing nowadays are definitely stealing stealing yeah i mean you can't be sure who is listening to him but it's it's so it, it's very like a very randy newman thing for me when i hear his melodies because it's like they're so good that he can sort of just like speak talk them in his like amazing growly voice and they still carry so much like weight musically and I think that's just such yeah. a cool move to have these great melodies and to not need huge production or huge background vocals to really make them sing. Like they, they're so good that they just can exist on their own. It's like if you're cooking a great dish and you have like an amazing piece of fish and like great spices and whatever, it's like you don't need to do much to it. Sometimes it's really good when it's just like there yeah. for you to enjoy. No, I think that's how we decided on this type of song was that you know we all long for the days of childhood and innocence and especially in 2020 when the world seems to be you know spinning out of hand mm -hmm. would you say like in your estimation like does john prime what does john prime want us to feel from this song does he want us to feel positivity and hope or more of a, of a reflection of this is what we've been through and now we're entering a new chapter mm -hmm. yeah that's great i think you know obviously we all kind of come to our own conclusion here but um for me personally uh yeah i'd say that it's it's more about the changing of, of the seasons and how, you know, yeah, when, when one season ends, you know, summer for me at least is usually a lot of activity and, you know, outdoor adventures and camping trips or whatever and good weather. So I'd say the ending of that seems like a, 
a sad moment. But, you know, the reason we chose him for this podcast, Zen Songs, is because he represents in his music how these memories that we hold on to are kind of, you know, timeless. So I, I would I would remain on an optimistic, you know, end end point for me on this uh, song. So what would you say? That's awesome. I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree with that because, like we were talking about just before we pressed record, this is a guy who's had uh, cancer like twice. Like he's had a lot of seasons in his life and plenty reasons to maybe be down on things or whatever. And yet, he still chooses to write songs that have, like, so much happiness in them. Yeah, he finds a way to kind of shed light on some of these, you know, seemingly simple or mundane, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, that's his whole, you know, mystery of John Prine that brings us listeners back to him for, for years is that he... You know, he leaves it up to the listener to make meaning. Yeah, that's cool. So he doesn't like spoon feed you the... Yeah, I totally get that too. So, you know, he just passed away from from COVID-19 complications in 2020. Um, so what, what do you think his lasting legacy of, of the tree of forgiveness is? You know, what's the thesis statement or mission statement behind... You know this ending record he's in his early 70s he's kind of maybe seeing that you know mortality is around the corner so you know what would you think his mantra that he's been living his amazingly you know yeah, classic know. life you know of well, what do you think kind of has yeah, I think like you said if, if, if he was here in this room like what would he want us to you know, take away from this song, I think it's that idea that life life is good. It has its down moments and it's, you know, moments of pure bliss. But I would say, yeah, there's just so much you know, so much kind of uh substance and not as much kind of fluff and nowadays is just that's hard to come by. I think that's a really good point. That that's sort of where my head was going is I think if, if he gets anything across from the album, it's to focus on what's not the fluff. It's like these album, the, this music deals with boundless love from the universe. It deals with, I've met the right person for me, you know, like, and just letting that be its own song and just saying, I'm so happy that I've met the right person. Or it's about summer's ending, which of course you can take so many different ways. It's just this idea that like... Yeah, maybe it's not supposed to be as amazingly like profound you know maybe we're not supposed to be you know taking taking maybe too not. much yeah from this so. i think that he leaves it up to you to just take what you want from the music for me it's it's it shows that as you get older and i think your point about maybe he knew that this might be his last record i mean he knows that he doesn't have 10 more after that and he unfortunately yeah. didn't have any but I just think that the fact that he's able to talk about very important aspects of life and still do it in a way where he just can 
be so almost casual about it is just like really inspiring and that spirit I think is part of the reason why you kind of find the whole thing to be more positive than not and me too because I, I just feel like just the re- the fact that he's making a record when he's 70 years old about these topics that you could become cynical on uh, is really inspiring 